This is Robert from Twin Peaks, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto. Got a light. All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of Inspirado Projecto. Beautiful day. The rain is gone. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Crispy, clear, vibrant. Just a beautiful, 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 beautiful day. On my way to Kaichung Radio Station, 1630 AM. Today's the 21st. Uh, as many of you know, we had the blood wolf moon last night, the lunar eclipse. So this marks uh, a really good uh, start of the day with that in mind. We got Phil Donlin in the studio. We have Noel Ewing. Uh, we have another fella. So we're going to be talking about Phil's new movie, High and Outside, and also another new movie that he's working on. And I'm looking forward to, to getting the, uh, get the lowdown on that. So we could share that with you guys, and you can uh, check it out. In the movie High and Outside, uh, the it's the final performance of Jeffrey Lewis, and also Ernie Hudson pops up in there, in that movie. So who knows, maybe one of these days we'll be able to get uh, Ernie Hudson into the studios. Phil's also friends with Shepard Ferry and... Chuck D from Public Enemy, which blows my mind because Phil and I were constantly listening to Public Enemy during high school, uh, during our high school years, constantly playing, constantly playing Public Enemy. So it uh, is no su- surprise to me there that the manifestation of reality would happen in that particular way. You know, this thought came to me a lot of times. Um, you know, you just might find yourself being astonished with the pure deja vu, the synchronicity, the, the exciting coincidences of a situation. A lot of times we hear that word, oh, it's a small world, you know, and that's it. That's, you know, oh, what a dink. A lot of times we hear that. And it's interesting because, let's see, how do I put this? Usually the same people who say, oh, what a quinkadink, oh yeah, what a small world. You know, they're just not, they're not astonished by something that... You know, all these stars have to be in line in order for this particular event to happen. Not to mention, not to mention, just the simple fact that each and every single one of these people involved with these particular events had to, you know, were the sperm that made it to the egg. That in itself is just astonishing. Then you get into that, but then you get into the idea that out of all the places in the world, here these two people are, here these three or four people are, they come across each other and they're like, and they, you know, they're just astonished. They find all these particular commonalities and connections between each other and magical moments. 
And so, you know, we'll, we'll hear people say, oh, what a queen could ink, ba-ba-ra-la-ba-ra-ba. And they just leave it at that. Like, it's not really magical. There's nothing really extraordinary about it. Funny thing is, if you approach that from, the, from the, uh, a, 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 another perspective, a lot of times those are the same people. Like, let's say, for instance, you go, oh, man, I bet you, you know, this awesome thing will happen. I bet you this particular phenomenal thing might happen for us. Those same people will most likely be the same kind of mindsets that go, no, no, that probably won't happen. Odds are that that probably won't happen. And I'll leave it at that. So it's like, how should I put it? Either way, either way, there is a lack of excitement, joy, and astonishment at a particular event happening that, like the same, so, so, it's like the same person who's going, oh yeah, the odds are that thing won't happen, and then if that happens, and or when that happens, those same mindsets will go, ah, what a small world. <laughs> like there's no, like the universe is just not getting their due in those moments. And I gotta, you know, I'm working on not letting that kind of stuff get under my skin. Uh, you know, the universe is just continually giving freely, 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 and it's whether we actually choose to see it or not, how we want to define it. Usually, uh, for, for a mindset that is programmed morning, noon, noon, and night, programmed by what the politics are telling them, what the news is telling them, those kind of mindsets are the same same mindsets that are are um, when you're talking about these kinds of magical situations it's like you can see the gears turning in their brain where they're matching it up with what they recently read what um, the news is telling them what you know um, basically human limited human thinking they're, 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 that's in their archives. So we can have in our archives, in our brain archive, either way, okay, I'll put it this way, either way we're pulling, we're pulling reflections from things that feel, that highly, most highly reverberate with us. And if the things that most highly reverberate with us happen to deal with limited-minded thinking, limited human-minded thinking. No matter what, there's always going to be limited human-minded thinking. No matter how much we want to try to um, look outside of that, there's always going to be something more. That's the interesting thing. These, these insights, these revelations, they come about... They come about... Uh, most likely because this uh, uh, a person has kind of put themselves into a position of receiving that signal. 
And, you know, these, these astonishments, these astonishments just continue to happen, continue to happen, continue to unfold, continue to be given. Whether, whether we kick those gifts in the nuts or not, whether we kick it in the nuts or not, it still just keeps going, going, going. It's like David Lynch putting in all these little Easter eggs, putting these little things in there and not calling attention to them. You know, he's not calling attention to it. I bet he get, gets a kick out of people finding them, pointing them out, and going, ah, I see this, I see that, I see this parallel. I bet he get, gets a big kick out of that. So, just imagine the universe working in that same way. Just imagine if we tied together that idea, like they're part of the same coin, that if we are of that mindset that goes, oh, what a small world. If, if, taking that same mindset and putting it on the, on, the, on the side of the coin where, like imagine this, imagine this. Imagine the comment, oh, it's a small world. Oh, what a quinketing. Okay, imagine that is sort of like the finish line. That's the moment that something is like, bam, there it is. Trailing back. Trailing back. In many instances, there's that domino that started it all. There's that person who said, hey, I bet you this cool thing will happen. Just imagine this awesome thing happening. So, what would be the harm in dreaming big? What would be the harm in thinking about you know, some crazy, extraordinary situation happening for the benefit of, 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 uh, of yourself, of everyone that you're involved with. Um, what would be the harm in that? I suppose uh, one, one could say um, it's just a safeguard against disappointment. Well, how crazy is that to walk through life with this mindset of, I just don't want to be disappointed. So as a result, I'll... You know, um, I'll just go ahead and surrender and let disappointment win the game already by simply di being disappointed or being un unastonished right from the get-go. See, that way I beat the system. That way I beat the system. I won't let it get me excited. No, 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 I will not let it know that I'm excited about this because as soon as it knows I'm excited and all, everything is going to go to shit. Wow, it feels like a sad, sad state of mind to walk around with to me. Uneventful, unexciting. Um, so, yeah. Let ourselves be astonished by these completely unexpected circumstances. Let ourselves be embracing of these circumstances, both when they do happen and even before they happen. The predicting aspect, the prophecy aspect. Um, is it a... You know, that's a funny thing. That's a funny thing, because like one of, the, one of the ideas, there's this idea of like, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish this thing will happen. Oh, I wish this will happen. Oh, I wish this will happen. Holding tightly onto it, holding tight, pining away for this particular outcome. I hope, I wish, I wish, I wish. Oh, I hope, I hope, I hope. 
And if it doesn't happen, I'm going to be disappointed. You know, there's like that built-in, there's, there's usually like that little built-in um, aspect to it where, you know, if this doesn't, if this doesn't work, I'm going to be severely disappointed. How often do we get a chance to hear the phrase, if this doesn't work out the way that I immediately envisioned it, I'm still going to embrace it. And I know that when it appears, it's going to happen exactly the way it's, it's meant to happen, the way it's supposed to happen. Like, holy cow, what a healthy outlook that would be. No one has to be disappointed. No one has to get their feelings hurt. So keep that in mind, folks. We're about to uh, enter the subway now, and we'll uh, talk more later. Here's your fun fact. The word mafia is never mentioned in the film version of The Godfather because the actual mafia demanded it. Also, the horse head used in The Godfather was real. It was acquired from a dog food factory. Stay tuned to Inspirato Projecto for more fun facts. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm. Please get this and find me, Inspirato Projecto. Let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. Be free How can I best be 
jammed into the front seat. <laughs> okay. This is for that? the police department. This is the podcast. This is for the, so this wait, is for the so, police department. Yeah, this is for the police department. Yeah. Seven undercover cop. That's a microphone. So, yeah, That's it's cool. a really good one. Wow. So you, all four of you are jammed, packed into the front of this station wagon. You tried to put, what, a few hundred pounds yes. of, a, of a deflated yeah. Godzilla... Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you call that? I almost want to say it's a balloon, but not necessarily a balloon. It, yeah, it was, it was well, because like when we, we did get caught, mm-hmm. and... The trouble we were in was that the gorilla we stole was Grand Theft Auto, or it was Grand Grand Theft because it was uh, it was over because the th- the thing cost like fifteen thousand dollars. I mean, this is a serious thing. And when we deflated it, we didn't realize because it had lights pointing up at it, lighting it up, and it fell in the lights and it burned holes in this thing. Like the dude from the auto lot. He wanted to press charges. He, we were like, and this was right before Sean was about to go to West Point. Oh my God! And he was going to end up getting kicked out, or he wouldn't have gotten in. He was oh like, my God! Yeah. So, so yeah, so I don't know what you would call it, but it was a, I mean, it was a serious. I mean, this is not just a balloon. I mean, this is like a thing. This was a, a big plastic. Uh, well, I don't know, know what, and the material thick. You know, I mean, this is a, a real thing. A very durable what, thing. For yeah. The, in case massive, it rains and all that. I mean. And you somehow packed it into the back of the station wagon? And, you know, it would be wagon? like the tall... It was just... When it was inflated, it was, like, as tall as my place I live in. I mean, it's, like... It's massive. I don't know how we got it in So the you somehow wagon. got it in the station wagon, and then you were driving to where? Where Was it? Was there a McDonald's or something? Yeah. They had the other one on the top of it? This is when the movie Godzilla came out. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Weirdly directed by Matt's boss. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Astounding. Of yeah. course. Of course. I love how it all loops back mm-hmm. around. The that universe is, plays these fun little games. The one with Matthew Broderick. So you tr- so you tried to get up onto the roof with this thing holding on. We didn't try. Thing, right? We did it. Oh, you, you actually did? Well, because Sean was really smart, which you could tell he was on a track for the FBI because he there was all these like things we had to bring and that he got. So, like... He had created a rope pulley system ahead of time because oh he knew God. we were going to have to like take it up on the roof. We brought uh, extension, electrical core extensions. Mm-hmm. We took with us the blower that blew it up. Mm-hmm. So we, we had the pulley system it all up onto the roof. Whoa. We got it all up on there. And as we got it inflated, the police came. So we had to, oh. we, as we were escaping, the gorilla was coming to life with the Godzilla on the roof. It was like starting so, to inflate. So yeah. as you're running yeah. off, the thing's like, yeah, Whoa. and the police are it's coming. It's like growing to I'm its... I'm just curious, because you said there were two holes from the lights. Was that, was it having a hard time filling up because of that? I, or just... we, we don't know oh. because I don't know what happened oh. because literally we were inflating it. And so it was four of us. I was on the roof with Sean. And then we had two guys on the ground looking out, one of them which was Steve Rittaker. Mm, mm-hmm. And they <clears throat> were supposed to be our lookout people, so Sean was like, go check on our lookout guys. And I went, and I saw them, and they were like, like two football fields running the other direction already. <laughs> oh, no. And so I was like, uh, and, that, and then, because we're on the roof, and it's, this is like a big, what? sprawling, there's like an intersection. It's North Avenue, 
in 59 for oh yeah that. yeah yeah that's like a big oh yeah this won't mean anything yeah to you, a but lot it's, of traffic around there. it's like you know yeah i mean it's it's a very busy intersection that we're on the roof of this mcdonald's and and when i looked i could see fairly far and in every direction there were police cars coming so when I ran back towards Sean, I'm like, we're fucked. I mean, here comes the police. And he looks, he can see, and he's like, all right, follow me. And he ran and jumped off the roof. He said, follow me. Yeah. And he just jumped he off just the ran, roof. Like Bruce Willis at Die Hard. Over the McDonald's letters, he jumps over. <laughs> and just, all I see is him go. No way. No way. And you're like, okay, I got to jump off too then. Yeah, but I was like really scared to do it. He's yelling. He's like, come on, come on, you know. So I did. I ran and I jumped. Oh, my God. So we don't know what happened because then we landed in, these, in the bushes in front of McDonald's and we laid. Like as soon as I landed, he grabbed my leg and he goes, don't move. And we just laid in the bushes. And that, and all the police pulled up like ten seconds later, you know, and all got out. And we laid in the bushes, and we You're laid just in, there. in there. Well, we laid in there all night, and they never found us. Oh my god! Oh my god! But when we, when we, and I, to the point where we had laid there so long that I fell asleep, I woke up, and Sean grabbed my leg, like, you know, like don't move, like is to say don't, because I think when I woke up I twitched and he grabbed it. Oh my god! He was holding on to my leg. And so when we got out, he called his parents because it was like 6.30, 7 in the morning the next day. Yeah. Because we couldn't find Steve and the other guy. Yeah. But we, and we said meet back at the church station still wagon. still running to this day, though. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Still running. We're still, still running, running down the street. Help! <laughs> like, they're not chasing you anymore. And they, and we went back to the station wagon, which was, because we parked it. Again, Sean had it all planned out. When we would go do these things, you remember, we would park far away from wherever we were going to do whatever we were going to do. He came with, you got caught the one time. Remember, didn't you try climbing on a roof or something? Didn't you get caught? You were with a girl. Yeah. Oh, we were shooting the water balloons. Remember we were shooting the water balloons at, at Neil, was that the one? Mm-hmm. While he was a lifeguard? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that was a different one. No, that was a different one. It was the one when we were in downtown Wheaton and we were doing something with toilet paper and stuff. Oh, yeah, we and were in these climbing, downtown areas. Yeah, I think you were climbing on a roof and you were with a, a girl and she, she got caught. And then it, you ended up having to go back. Oh, yeah, her. oh, yeah. But we would always, we would, yeah. we would park far away. So then the idea was when the cops come, everyone just scattered but meet back at them. But yeah, it was parked. Plan, yeah. yeah. So when we went back to the car, they weren't there. So we were kind of like... Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah oh, we you're kinda, not here. So we yeah. called... He called his parents. You know, and his dad's a pastor. You know? So he's like... Because he goes, hey, Dad, I spent the night... You know, he's making up some lie. And, and then he's quiet. And I hear him going, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then he's got, like, this smirk on his face. He's kind of, like, laughing. He's like, oh, all right, Dad. Okay. You know how Mr. <laughs> Dudley was? He's like... I'm, I'm, I'm assuming his dad is like, son. You know, he's yeah, just a son, very, like, yeah. Son, the police called. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have to go down to the station. You say that you've done something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. that's his dad that's was right. a very, yeah, yeah. like a radio voice, like a very yeah, calm That's what voice. I imagine on the other end. Yeah. So Sean gets so off. I'm like, what? I'm like, wrong. what the fuck? Because he's, like, laughing. 
He's like, well, they caught Steve and Ryan. Remember Ryan Pupilis? He oh, was yes. the other guy. Oh, yes. Oh, did he give in easily? Well, I'll tell you. So they, they caught them, and they uh, saw it. He was like, we got to go down to the station in West Chicago Police Department turn ourselves in. He goes, you might want to call your parents. Now, my parents, who are were they not holding the other pastors. guys' ransom? Like, <laughs> What's you know, that? Were they holding the other guys' ransom? Like, the cops holding yeah, the they other were guys' at, they like, were at like the you jail. have to come here. They were at the jail, and oh we God. had to turn ourselves in. Yeah, so my parents... My, the phone call to my parents went completely different. Oh, no. I called. Well, and you knew my parents. I call in my mom. <laughs> pick up my mom answers. Hello? And I'm like, hey, mom, it's Phil. She's like, you better. You are in so much. You better not even come home. Your father is in the show, and you better be lucky he's in the show. I don't even know what to tell you. Go down to the station. Turn yourself in. We have to work all day. If you have to, spend a, if you have to stay in jail, you have to stay there. I mean, she's just like... And, I'm like, okay. You have to stay, you have to yeah, stay there. You have to work all day. Out. This is your own problem. Like this and that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, it was totally different. So we went and we went to the thing. Now, just to paint a picture, when we, when the police, because we laid in those bushes all night, and the police came, the fire department came, they pulled that gorilla down, the dude who owned the... The uh, dealership came to get the gorilla. He was swearing. He's like, where the fuck? I mean, and you could hear it? You could hear yeah, it going on. Just You're down right there, there and you hear it all. Oh, my God. Yeah, all of it. How scary and thrilling. And, and, they, and, they, and when they all left and they never saw us, and the police admitted later, they're like, we're, we're, like, we're laying in those bushes the whole time. And they were impressed because they were looking. <laughs> they were impressed. They, yeah. they were looking up. They were impressed. They were looking at the roof. They were they impressed. Thought it, well, they thought people were trying to break into the McDonald's. First, it was a robbery. That's oh. how they showed up. They came with guns drawn. Oh, oh shit. Oh, they God. thought it was a robbery. Oh. You guys are probably so then they like figured it out. too. You're probably all. Yeah, we were in all black. Yeah. No, we were in all black with, like, combat boots and stuff. Oh, wow. So when... They all left, and then the sun just started to come up. Sean was like, now we have to get back to the car, and the car's like a mile away. Oh, boy. So he's like, so not to be suspicious, he's like, what are you wearing under your pants? I'm like, well, I got boxer shorts on. He's like, me too. He's like, so what we'll do is take our pants off. Like, you're just wearing shorts. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm not wearing boxers. No. It's just my shorts. And he yeah. said, let's pretend we're on a job, morning job. <laughs> That's what he said. Let's pretend we're on a morning jog. I want you to send this to Sean Dudley. I love it. And I'm like, we're on a morning jog. And I'm like, what? Wearing combat boots and boxer shorts at like 6:30 in the morning yeah. or was six in the morning? Whatever. The oh my is. god. So. Oh my we, god. And the cool thing was, was that like I always thought it was funny because the cops never found us. But as we stood up out of the bushes, um, the front of the McDonald's was like floor to ceiling it was like a giant glass front oh, yeah. and oh. there was the janitor was just standing there with the mop <laughs> and he like dropped it and ran to the back and Sean's like let's get the fuck out of here and we just ran because we were like the damn janitor found us oh, with the police god. Yeah. oh my god oh my so god so we, we ran to the car and then the phone calls happened so we go to the station and we so just to say like we we knock on the station's closed because it's 2 in the morning so we knock on this door that's, a, that's like for only police officers down there the dude comes out, and he's like, yeah, like a cop. He's like, yeah, and we're like, we're here to turn ourselves in. He's like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're here to turn ourselves in, and we're wearing black combat boots, boxer shorts. <laughs> like, he's like, what? He's like, well, we, we're the ones who stole the gorilla. He's like, oh, yeah, come on in. Oh, yeah, you guys. Oh, yeah, you guys. <laughs> so then they took us to the bowels of the 
police station oh to a jail cell, and there's Ryan and Steve sitting in there. Oh my oh, god! Wow. And they're like, <laughs> Rinnaker starts laughing. Yeah, he oh, thinks yeah, it's yeah. funny, oh, you know, yeah. his Rinnaker way. He's got such yeah. a good laugh. And we're just like, what the fuck happened? Ryan Peebles didn't find it very funny, but we were oh, in there, and we're, so we're like, what the fuck happened? So here's what happens. Because Sean gave specific instructions. <laughs> they didn't listen. They didn't listen. No, he said, look, run. Sean was a across, across the street was a forest preserve, woods, heavy woods. It's like, just run into the woods because they'll never find you because they can't drive in. <laughs> And then just wait it out and then get back to the car. It's far enough away. They'll never fucking find you. Well, they didn't do that. Instead, they went across the street to the Dunkin' Donuts and pretended they were ordering like a like food. And they were just sitting. So the cops, when they came, they went into Dunkin' Donuts and they saw them and they're like, "What are you guys doing?" Oh, we're just here eating, but they have no car. They have, you know, it's all too weird. So they grab them and they bring them back. And apparently Rineker gave us up, like, right away. Ryan oh. was like, I don't know who these guys are, but Rineker, like, gave us oh, no. everybody oh. up. Oh, my God. So it was over in 15 minutes. We didn't have to lay, <laughs> lay there all night. He gave us all up. And Steve Rineker's mom was this very conservative Christian woman who worked at, like, a Christian bookstore. And I'll never forget when we were in jail. I think Sean Dudley was like... He was just like, they were talking about having our parents come down. He's like, well, keep me locked up if Steve's mom's coming. Oh, no. He was like, ah, just keep me locked up. Like, he didn't want to have. Because she, she, she was a tough, kind of a tough lady. But we were in there, so they tell us this. We're like, well, Jesus, we had slept in the bushes for five hours, and this is, you guys gave us up right away. <laughs> you guys gave us up right away. So then when we're in there. Those people would not be my friends, that's for sure. I was like, you know, it's like. I'm like, they would have to hold it. I'm like, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not well, saying nothing. I still talk to Steve and Sean to this day. Ryan, I don't know where he's at or what he's doing. But, you know, but I... He gave you up. Why would you talk to him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we're in there, and, like, that's when they tell us. They came down. And did you ever see the movie The Blues Brothers? Have you ever seen that movie The Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd and John no, Belushi? I know, I know well, since this might turn into a podcast, the opening... Well, he knows, because he was in... And Kurt was in the Blues Brothers as a little kid, as one of the orphans. There's a little orphan in there. The beginning of the movie is John Belushi gets out of prison in Joliet. So, and that's called the... I think it's called Joliet State Prison or something like that. still exists. So we're in jail, and... The, one of the cops comes downstairs and goes, well, he goes, he goes, you know, the gorilla you stole was grand theft. That's really good stuff, guys. Right? Yeah, that's, it's the Brussels sprouts. And there's a really good, there's a really good yogurt thing underneath it. Yeah, so, yeah, no, it, it's, it's really good. You get into that, you're gonna, that, that's gonna blow you away. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so he goes, he, he goes, the gorilla you stole was grand theft which makes it a felony, and the guy goes, grab, he goes, grab your cave, I'll never forget it, I'll never forget he said this, because this changed everything, it went from being a joke to being serious, he goes, grab your KY jelly and your toothbrush, you boys are going to Joliet, 
shit, no. Didn't say Joliet. He said, he said Joliet, Joliet he which goes, made it even worse. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, oh no. boy. He's like, he, he goes, you boys are in a lot of trouble. He goes, because this guy's pressing charges. And Sean, that's when Sean flipped out. He goes, oh, fuck. I'm fucked for West Point. I'm fucked. You know, and everyone's just like, we're just like, what do we do? Oh. You know, get, get some of that, Kurt. And you were like, you know, we just want to have, just for kicks, we want to have Godzilla battle King yeah, Kong. And that's now all, what? That's all, that's all we wanted. So. Oh, my God. Isn't that good? What a crazy. Oh, my God. Whoa. That's good stuff. Whoa! Yeah, Momed's on point with their. Oh my god! With their dishes. I got. Oh my god! Uh-huh. This is a <laughs> Brussels, Brussels sprout. sprout. Wait, what do they call it on here? Which one? What did you end up getting on here? Oh yeah, that is the side. Organic Brussels sprouts in a. Oh, organic Brussels sprouts. Yeah. It's. A, I think it's called a labna. Labna, pomegranate molasses. Wow. Lemon zest. And then the crushed hazelnuts. And then what's also oh, really so a hazelnut's good. a real thing. What's also really good is the flatbread and the sliders. Yeah, those are really good. All right, so we get so then it changes the game. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we're in serious hot water. Yeah, but I'm in less kind of. I'm no, I mean, it all would have sucked for us. But I was in, I had less on the line. I was just going to COD the next year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But for Sean, he was already in West Point, accepted. He would have been donezo. Oh my they god! Would so oh my god! He was the one for sure. So, um, but Sean starts laughing again, and I'm like, "What the fuck is so funny? Why are you laughing?" Because he's always the king of like. And he gets oh, in yeah. these situations like <laughs> he's got the folk and you're like, faces what, are you, and the, yeah. what are you laughing at? And he's like, man, I hope. And you might remember this girl. He goes, I hope Dina's father doesn't find out about this. Now, this was a girl he was dating for a stretch in high school, mm. uh, like senior oh, yeah. year. She lived in West Chicago, and I go, well, and I knew her. When he was like when I had my lifeguarding job with him at the pool, oh, yeah. and she would come and swim, and I met her, and I go, "Well, who's Dina's dad?" And he goes, "Well, he's the sheriff of this police department." And I go, "Fucking perfect." <laughs> I go, "That's our ticket. That's our ticket out of here." And he's oh like, God. "And then he goes, but he says he goes, no, I can't. I can't say anything. No, that wouldn't. Be- I go, uh, you have no fucking choice. The next time a cop comes down here, you say." You say to him, you say, look, uh, something like, you mentioned that you're dating Dina and the short He's like, oh, I don't know. He's like hemming and hawing. I'm like, no, God damn it. You have no choice. You have to. He goes, all right, fine. So then a cop comes down again <laughs> to get our confessions, and he says, hey, um, when is Sheriff so-and-so coming in? And the guy stops. He's like, well, uh, later today? Why? How do you know him? And he goes, well, I'm dating his, I'm dating Dina, his daughter. They're like, oh, you're Sean? They oh, all my God, him. no they way. All knew him. No way. Dude, no way. And that single-handedly got us off the hook. That changed oh, everything. Shit. Oh, my God. I never heard this aspect of it. Yeah, so when we were, because we, so we had to go up and write our confessions, and they were sort of like, told us what to write and what not to write. Um... And then they really pressured the the car dealer not to press charges. 
that whole single-handedly got us up the hook. And we were out of there. Uh, you know, we were out of there. Going to West Point yeah. and all that, and, and, and the they daughter. Really, they really had our back, and that's really what got. And they got it uh, kind of like dumped down to a um, trespassing ticket for like seventy-five dollars, like a misdemeanor thing that we went to court for, and we just paid, and that was it. But like, you didn't have to pay for the thing on the on the. You didn't have to pay for the. We got out of the, the whole thing. And when I came home. I don't think my dad talked to me for like a week. It was like that. No, because it was like, what a crazy magic trick. Oh, it was. I mean, dude, it was. You could have been in Joliet. Yeah, I know. It was completely insane. I mean, I, I think about that story, and then it ended up in the, um, but it did end up in the uh, West Chicago local paper in the police section. And it listed our names, and I was at a family event, and one of my aunts lived in West Chicago, and she pulled me aside in corner, and she's like, I do not want to read about my nephew in the West Chicago police, I never want to see that again, and I I called your mother, and I heard what happened, you know, know, whatever, lady, but, um, yeah, it was great, that was, that was an insane story and then on our way out as they let us go the, why the police were there so long was they had pulled it off the roof and they laid it out on the concrete and they all got pictures taken with it like they thought oh it was my hilarious. god they thought it was funny oh my god they really were like this was one of the funnier things that's like happened in the area yeah. in a while why would anyone ever even want to press charges they should be like like this is a genius idea that these <laughs> yeah, guys do exactly and you know what was funny is that because we did this a lot. I mean, and you were a part of a lot of these. And so we just, our favorite thing was to, like, taunt the police in the suburbs. I mean, you know, and we, remember, were you ever with us when we did Glen Ellen? Yeah, the Glen Ellen, Naperville, Wheaton, Wheaton. Wheaton. We did the TV. But we always, we didn't damage, well, with the exception of the gorilla thing, which we didn't mean to damage anything. We were always careful not to damage shit, so if we got in trouble, it wasn't we were that much like trouble. Joyful pranksters, you know, like we were good. So, like when we. It was more annoying stuff than vindictive or things like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Were you with us on the one when we went to Wheaton and we did the electrical tape around the stop signs and we created the the you had to dude yes and we did the the bonfire in the middle of the street oh my god yes 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 and then that one we hid and we like we met back oh but yeah but Sean and I kind of hung behind well, and we were up on roofs too yeah like, we were on roofs and we were Sean throwing down talking about knew about roofs that we could hide on and I mean he had everything plotted out he was like the leader he was like the the Hannibal of like our A team. He was like the guy who's like, I love it when a plan comes together. Well, we had we had done we had done this so much that there was a thing in the the local paper of the town, and it basically said that there's this group called the A Team. Yeah, get one of those. I'm I'm full from my chickens. I ate an entire thing of chicken soup while I was we were doing the interview. Oh my god! So I'm pretty full. You guys get into that. <coughs> um, so now you know a, a place that water. Mm. You can you can Who come to yeah. The, the, the frog? frog town. Frog yeah. Town so mm. yeah. So Salazar is the Mexican place okay. over there. Yeah. Yeah, but they called it so they they. 
because what we did was instead of spray paint, we used shaving cream. And we would shaving oh, yeah. cream the windows, the A-team. And we had done it enough that they had thought that because there was a union dispute going on in the town at the time over, I don't know what union it was, but the papers were like, please suspect this is a part of the union dispute. They're calling themselves the A-team. Do you oh remember that? Oh, my God. Sean mentioned that once, yeah. Oh, God, that's so it was funny. crazy. But that's how much we So they thought it. it was someone else. Yeah, because we never got caught on any of the things. And when, I don't know if you remember, Kirk, but when we did Glen Ellen, they only had, like, one cop on duty at night. It was, like, some Barney Fife shit. And, like, we would, it got to the point where we would run, literally run in front of the cop's car and be like, chase us! And we'd run away, and the dude would just fucking sit there. The stuff we did at this place, holy hell, I'm surprised so they kept us around. Phil and I would... Uh, we would wait until she ended her shift, and we would follow her home at a safe distance. To find out where she lived. To find out yeah. where she lived. And then at the apartment complex, we'd decorate her car. We would decorate her car, and uh, we, we gave her, like, a, some kind of card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went like to a secret admirer card. Yeah, and we got, like, a lo- like a, a, an I love you card. And we would write these lavish love notes. I mean, well, first it just started with the card, but then it went into these lavish notes where I'm like... We're, well, I, I think I mainly wrote them, but as you can tell who the instigator was, but I would write things like, you know, I want to, like, make love to you all night long. But it got oh, her excited because she would talk about it. She She'd be like, she yeah, would. I got notes. She'd talk uh, about it at, at yeah, work. At work, yeah. And we, I think we had, like, a, like a Christmas tree uh, garland or something we wrapped around the car. <laughs> It was a very decked out, very bedazzled kind of car. And uh, didn't she even ask us, like, like, do you know who would do something? And we're like, no, we don't know. Yeah. I thought I saw Kurt's car following me home from work one night. She was trying anything. She didn't know, but she was trying. But then eventually we did get caught because Bo, who was the no-nonsense manager, who did like us, but he was, of course, and he's single-handedly the only reason why I continue to get hired back. Because I think for some reason he took mercy on me. But he, he, I think, on the inside, appreciated everything we were doing. But on the outside, he couldn't. Because he was like like the manager. Because it was a franchise-owned thing. So there was like a couple who owned a few of these. So he really worked for them. But he was like the guy. And I remember one time he, he came up to me and he's like, do you know... Uh, do you know who would be leaving these uh, cards and notes on Karen's car? And I'm like, no. And he's like, tell me the truth. And he's just like, look at... But he had the ability to like... Oh, and I yeah. was like, yeah, it was me. He's like, <laughs> yeah, it was me. And he's like, all right, come with me. And he like wrote me up. And I mean, my file... I mean, remember when I hid? Do you remember when I hid <laughs> under the <laughs> cabinets? We used to have a salad bar there. So he would hide under the salad bar and then he'd jump out and scare her. When she was restocking really the salad bar or whatever, he's like, yeah! and in front of him, oh my God. Imagine eating at a Wendy's and a 15 <laughs> year old boy pops out of the cabinets when she opens it to grab cups and goes, ah! And she goes, shit! <laughs> I mean, what was in my head? You know, it's all because of Bo that I know who Warren Zevon is. Yeah, that's true. You know, that guy, he taught he me all... Yeah. He, he gave us, like, great... A lot of great music. He would make some great uh, music compilations for us. And he's yeah. like, oh, don't listen to that crap you're listening to. Listen yeah. to this. And he would just yeah. give us, like, 
just amazing, amazing sound. Oh, Big Head Todd and the Monsters. That was another band that I learned because of him. Yeah, Warren Zevon single-handedly was because of, you know, <laughs> some like, we're 16 years old listening to Warren Zevon. That's not typical, but that was no. him. Yeah, that was definitely because of him, for sure. I remember the time when I, two instances, so we had this guy that worked, he was like a, he wasn't a manager, but he was more like a cruise ship manager, and I think when I was 16, to me, he seemed like he was 40, but he was probably only like 22 or 23, but his name was Ben, and he was he was this giant guy. He was just this big, and he didn't have all of his teeth, but he had braces, which was weird. We never understood that. He had braces, but he didn't have all of his teeth. It was very fucking weird. And he was like this like weird heavy metal pervert. Because he would always... He was like one of those guys who liked to peel out of driveway. He used to like... He was straight out of, in a way, the Napoleon Dynamite. and confused kind of thing. Oh, Napoleon Dynamite guy. Like the guy with the football? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of like that dude. Totally that dude. And like whenever we would be working at Wendy's, he would grab us. Now, remember, we were like 16. He would grab us and we'd hard he'd be like and he would like anytime there was a girl that came in that he that he thought was like hot he'd grab us and he'd turn us and be like look at her oh yeah don't you like her look oh, at yeah. that little, look at that look at her tits and we'd be like dude like you're creeping me out yeah like, you're not into this but he would do it to us all oh yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah this dude was a scummy creepy loser and he pulled up and what his thing was on his day off his favorite thing to do would be to come to the fucking Wendy's in his Camaro and, like, pull up to the drive-thru and he'd, bla- he'd just blast. Remember, he would just, like, blast his, like, Iron Maiden or whatever he's listening to. He'd just, like, blast it or Black Sabbath. <laughs> and he'd just sit there and bounce his head and look at you. Oh, and yeah. he usually had some, like, really trashy girl with him. So I had had enough. That's why I had enough. I was not going to deal with this anymore. So I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if you were there this day. But he pulls up, and I decided it would be funny if I put, if I filled up one of the ice buckets from the oh, ice no, machine. Don't tell me. And when he pulled up to the window, because it is drive-through window, I would open the window and I would throw the ice <laughs> on him in his car. Yeah. I thought it was a funny thing to do. I thought it was a funny thing to do. Yeah. And I did it. Oh shit! So he pulled up. Maybe it was Chuck Plath who was there that day. I'm oh, not maybe, exactly. Maybe. It's possible. But I was there. I threw the ice, and it flew in his car, and the girl screamed, and he went, fuck, the fuck, and he, like, drives his car straight into just the parking space, so I'm like, well, he's coming after me, and oh, I'm no. running the drive-thru, I have the headset oh, on, no. <laughs> so I run to the, to the back, and I stand by, I, I'm like, alright, I'm gonna stand, because the dishwashing station had a sprayer, that was like industrial. Yeah, you guys, you know. Oh yeah, it's pretty, it was like an industrial-sized sprayer. So I'm like, this is gonna be my protect. That's the kind of ice. That's what I use. I've had that with ice, and I threw it, and it all went in his car. So he comes running in, and whoever the manager was that day, I let him. He's like, where the fuck is it? like? I mean, this was like a scene. This is a business, you know. People are, I mean, this is Dave Thomas's business, and we're like, <laughs> this is what we're doing. Dave we're we're, not, we're not helping people. We're not serving burgers. So he comes running in, and he comes around the corner, and I was waiting for him. 
So he comes around the corner, and I just doused him in the water. So not only did he have ice on him, but he did, the water's like, what the fuck? And I ran out the back. Remember the back door? I ran out the back door into the parking lot, and I'm wearing my headset and and the thing's going ding dong ding dong you know how I did that ding dong like to have to answer it so I run out and he comes running out he's like I'm gonna kill you he's like angry well I ran to his car oh my god he left the keys to his Camaro the girl was out of the car she was waiting inside he had left the keys in there so I got in his car and I rolled up the windows and I locked it and I was just sitting in there no. And he's banging on the no. windows. Like, Get the fuck out of my fucking car. No. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not nope, doing it. I can't do it. And then I went the next step. I started his car. Oh, no. And I backed it. I said, Get the fuck out of my car. <laughs> and like, he's standing in front of it. And I'm, lur- I'm like lurching no. the car forward at him. No. No. <laughs> And do you remember oh, no. across the street from the Wendy's was a TCBY yogurt? Yes, yes. I drove, so I drove his car. Now, again, I'm running the drive. <laughs> and it's going ding dong, ding dong. Still still coming coming helping, oh, helping him. I drove the car across the street to a TCBY yogurt, parked it, you know, and just left it. And then ran and hid in like, like, the, like, there was like bushes and stuff. You know, there's like bushes and trees and stuff. Like, <laughs> well, like, I hid. I, yeah, I hid in there. And then he comes. So he, cause he, when I was driving it, he's running behind the car. I can see him in the rear view mirror. He's like, stop. <laughs> so I parked it and I ran. Jeez, <laughs> oh, no way. So needless to say. If you ever need to find, we can't find yeah. him. His favorite hiding spot is the bushes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. He loves the bushes. We know where to find him. That's right. So needless to say, I got fired. Oh my god. From that. And then I, I told my parents, and then they asked why, and they kind of got it out of me. And I told them, and they're like, well, you got to go beg for your job back. So I did, and they hired me back, which is their dumb idiot. They hired me back. But then at the Christmas party, we then got in more trouble because remember when we did took out Ben in the parking lot? Yeah, we tried to we tried to gang up. You got to tell this one. He and I tried to gang up. We took his keys to his. Well, I took his keys to his car. Oh yeah. I was like, here's what, because we were like, let's get him out in the parking lot. It was me and you, I think Chuck Plath and who else? There was a fourth person. Oh, it was your buddy Jeff? Oh, was Jeff Lipner? Yeah. And we're like, let's because he's big, and we're like, but if we get him in the parking lot, and we all get around him, and we'll just <laughs> kick him. And if he and if he comes after me, then you <laughs> kick him, and he'll turn around and come after you. It was literally like dealing with a bear. Oh my god! Like a it wild was. animal. It was. You just poke it, and then, oh, yeah. but then poke it on the other side. It's confused. I remember him picking me up and flinging me around like I was like a freaking shut cabbage patch And you're screaming. I'm like, ah! And we're like, get get him, get him. Well, it's the holiday Christmas party. Yeah, it was the holiday Christmas party. When it's a bowling alley. And I was like, here's how we get him in the, we got to get him in the parking lot because we we're going to get him. We're going to get him. And I was like, here's how we'll do it. I'll grab his keys. They're right over there. And as soon as I do, he's going to chase me out. So you guys, so that's what I did. I found my moment. I grabbed his keys. He goes, you motherfucker. So he chases me and they come out and we got him in the parking lot. And we like, you know, yeah. And we were like, he's like, all right. We tried to get him. <laughs> and then we got in trouble for it. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. got in big trouble. I yeah. didn't get fired, but I got written up, I think. Yeah, we Did got in trouble. Written, yeah, I think we all got written up. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I'm trying to take down the beast. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly oh god. What to do. <laughs> oh my god. I just wonder, like when I think back on that job, because I did so much. I did so much. And then we would do, we did voices on the, oh, yeah. on the drive-thru. We'd have the drive-thru. So I'd do the speak and spell. I don't know if it works as well these days as it did. It used to yeah. be like, speak and spell. Speak and spell. Like, do you hear, like, the echo? Yeah. It's got to have an echo. So imagine. Speak and spell. the drive-thru, and that's what comes through. Yeah, I would put the ice bucket over my head. I would do And our manager walking. at the time, this guy, did yeah, like, welcome to Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> And people were just like, what the fuck? And the managers were yeah. like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. we were just there to entertain ourselves and get paid oh, for yeah. it. Oh, I can't believe they could. One of the fun shit. things that we would do is, like, someone would order, like, someone would order, like, let's say a Frosty, and we would give them an unnecessary ketchup packet and, like, a fork <laughs> and things that, like, what am I going to use this for? You know, like, just stuff that they didn't need. They just didn't need. And it was just... <laughs> Yeah, give them my hot these, sauce yeah. with their frosting. <laughs> these question marks in their brain. Oh my god. And people were just like, we were nightmares. We were total nightmares. And I remember one time I hid, not, I mean, I hid in the cabinets once. Do you remember when I hid up in the, I climbed up the, in the metal stock racks room. in the yeah. stock Because, you know, I think it was scary. She's like, she, I remember, I just remember her coming back and hearing, where's Phil? <laughs> He's not back here. And I'm like hiding up on these fucking, <laughs> like way up on these metal racks. And I like weighed like 80 pounds. He's not back like here. up in these, like, I don't see him. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys knew where I was. Yeah. You're laying on top of the ketchup boxes. And, and then I would climb down, and then she'd be like, Where have you been? I'm like, I've been here the whole time. You know, like that shit. <laughs> you know, I don't know. What are you talking about, Karen? I was in I was the here back. The whole time. I was in the back getting cups. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> She would just give like those faces because she did, she yeah. all liked us all. Yeah, oh yeah, you know, yeah. She wanted us to like hang out with her and, and okay. you know she would just she was the one we could get away with it on. <clears throat> but my brother was 16 at the time, and shit. I remember her like going. Her. Remember when I locked her in the office by accident? Oh my god! She Do you remember that? In the office. Well, I was doing dishes, <laughs> and she said something that pissed me off, and the. Office door, the you office door. It you did it. What'd you do? The office did door you? was always open, and she said something pissed me off, and I'm washing dishes, and I was like, "Shut up, Karen!" And I took the door and I went, "Wham!" And I closed it so hard that the the thing broke, oh, and she no. couldn't get out. She couldn't get out, oh, my and she God. was like, "Help! Help!" And she, she was locked in there. She got locked in the door. I got written up for that shit too. I got written up for that. Oh, yeah. And I don't know how she got out. Just but your daring sensibilities. I mean, dude, you just really went for she it. Just said someone didn't like it. I was like, wow. Oh, and she was locked in. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, we did so much. She would invite my brother Josh to go out drinking, and he was only like 16. 16 years old. You should come over sometime. We'll do, we'll dr- we'll do some drinking. Yeah. Oh my so, God. I mean, like, she's not wow. totally innocent this year. Yeah. yeah. However, speaking of innocent, there was a guy there named uh, <laughs> Innocente, yeah. and then he started calling him Guilty Sente, <laughs> yeah. and then and after really a time, he yeah. changed his name to Vicente on his name tag. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm Vicente, I'm not Innocente, I'm yeah. Vicente. He's like, I know, you're Guilty Sente. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> but then we tried to set him and Karen up, and he liked it, remember? We did that, he liked it. 
We tried to set him up. We tried to force him and Karen. And he was probably only a couple years older than us. I think so. And he probably Poor seemed guy. much older because he had the mustache. Yeah, he had a mustache. Had a mustache. And so we're like, hey, go date Karen. So we had talked him into like going into the office and trying to like make moves on her. I don't know if he ever did. But. Was Karen like open to it? Did she like? Oh, she yeah. probably would have liked it. Yeah. The whole thing was just complete insanity. And then, of course, we would come on our days off to get free food. Yeah, like bags and we of got fries. in trouble like, come for on, that. Just give us a bag of fries. We would get in so much trouble because they would be like, "Look, you can't come here anymore on your days off to eat food." Look, you can't come. Here. You know, we definitely went down <laughs> in legendary status. Oh yeah. Who was, did you make employee of the month or did Josh? When no, you guys paid I was of the never month? employee of the oh, month. Oh yeah, probably not. No, I was fired Most three times. Employee of the, employee of the month. Yeah. I never was. No, your brother was. Your brother didn't. Your, well, your brother was smarter. Yeah, yeah. he was. A, he was the. Your brother was. Your brother was smarter. No, he. he Josh participated, but he yeah, was he smart enough to yeah. know how to not get fired. I didn't give a shit. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do this and whatever, and then I would get fired, and then I'd go home, and my parents were like, why aren't you going to work, like, over the last week or two? Well, I got fired, and they're like, you better go back and apologize, you know, and I would have to, and I would go back and have to ask for my job back, and they gave it to me back, which is even worse. <laughs> they gave it to me. And they're like, all right, just don't do it again, and then I, and then, you know, I would like, just don't do it again. <laughs> How do your parents feel about like you being in LA and doing what you're doing? Oh, now they're they love it. They love yeah, it? now they love it. All but right. yeah, not at the time. I don't think they were huge <clears throat> into it. Like you know, in high school and stuff, I yeah. was like, oh, this is what I want to do. And I did go to junior college for a year, and I was like, pay. We were paying for the second city classes and all that stuff. I don't think they were like. They were sort of like, no, this is not something to do for a living. But when I went to theater school, I got a scholarship, which I was lucky to get. And then they couldn't say no because they weren't paying for it. So that's the only reason why. And then once that kind of happened, and then I started to work out of college, commercials and TV shows, and then they were like, oh, okay, he's like doing it, you know? So it was, but I'll never forget in high school, I would, I would say I want to do this, and they're like, oh. yeah, kind of thing. Because I, I normally played sports in high school, so I was doing the theater instead of doing the sports, and they were kind of like, what? I mean, I think my mom was my dad, which was more like, huh? Eh. He wasn't playing baseball, so he was like, why aren't you playing baseball or doing a play, you know, kind of thing. But, but I mean, they love it now. I mean, they've had them. Yeah, they've, they've had they've had some fun. Like when I went back with Hein outside at the Gene Siskel, which was last fall, because it ran there for a little bit, um, ran there for like a week. I went back for that. And then it was like on a, you know it was like on ABC Seven, and they showed like pictures of my parents and like it really they really went into like my upbringing in Chicago and I'm coming back with a movie and so and so. Now they love it because their, their friends will be like, "Oh, I saw you on the new a picture of you on the news and your son," and it's you know, and they get this. Wow! So now they get they it's cool for them and you know stuff like that. But.